Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Emerging Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab. In the studio today, we got my boy, Marito Antonio Lopez. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, brother? Buddy, just chilling, man. Whoever Does anyone ever say the Antonio part? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people. You prefer I, it? Well, uh, like, stage just Marito Lopez. But, dude, I wish motherfuckers could say my full name on stage. Oh. You know? Marito Antonio Lopez Duran. They get lost at that metal They one, get right? lost, bro. I was just talking for us about that. Like, there's some names that, like hosts have nightmares about you know yeah bro they'll, yeah man they'll and confirm it with you right before like marito antonio lopez okay perfect and yeah then like dude, always... 10 seconds later marito uh give it up for marito <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but i wish i wish people would say my full name but it's just shorter too it's simple you it's... know and it still sounds mad latino as fuck. yeah it's sick as fuck yeah dude. marito lopez i love it man every yeah. time i hear it i in my mind i hear dun 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 Bullfighting shit, bro. What's going on, man? How are you? Narco shit, bro. I appreciate you coming out here, man. Yeah, bro. Thank you. Yeah, man. You live in the most ethnic fucking part of Toronto. That's what's up, bro. This isn't even Toronto. I'm I'm trying to get that. Hey, don't blow me up. Uh, Ah! I I got a rep with my listeners and watchers that I'm living in Toronto. It's Toronto. Yo, bro. It's Toronto. A lot of black people up here. Yeah, yeah, That's right. What I'm it's, talking it's, about, it's, it's north, but it's still Toronto. It, bro, it's Jamaica. It is ethnic, yes. You know, it is. This is where we at, my dude. I saw so many. I saw Best a few chicken around here, though. Yo, I saw a few whites walking around. I was like, yeah. Did they look like? Did they look unsafe? Unsafe whites. Oh That's shit! When you know you're in an ethnic part. Yeah, bro. yeah, right. They're just living amongst the other like refugees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, bro. Oh, shit. Eth- ethnic whites are fucking terrifying. Oh, right totally unpredictable. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck <laughs> they'll do. They got they got shit to prove. And the system is behind them, you know. Exactly. It's like a bad cop. Yo, one thousand. What the fuck they're capable of? Yeah, bro. Ethnic whites don't fuck with them. We were talking upstairs, and you said that you had the craziest. We were talking about office jobs randomly, and you said you had the craziest job back. So you you grew up in Calgary. From El Salvador, you grew up in Calgary. Northeast Calgary. Shout out to the Northeast. Shout out to the Northeast. N E N E motherfucker. Yeah, I uh, I grew up there. Um, my my family immigrated uh, to. Northeast Calgary um, in 1991 because of the Civil War that was happening out there. Shit. Motherfuck Ronald Reagan. Motherfuck George Bush Sr. Motherfuck, motherfuck Dre. Motherfuck Snoop. Motherfuck, motherfuck all Death that. Yeah. As a motherfucking re- record label and as a motherfucking studio. Oh, all that shit. shit. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Calgary, my dude. Yeah, I love that city. I used to hate it. I used to fucking hate. Is it you had to leave to realize you loved it? Yeah. One thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I think you is, always right? have to leave home yeah, to realize always. that, like, oh shit, dude, that's where my roots are. That's where I fucking be- became, like, you know, me. That's how I feel about. I grew up in London, Ontario. It's only two hours away from here. Yeah, much smaller than Calgary. Calgary is a straight up city. It's huge, fucking spread out city. But London, yeah, I, I left it for university and then went moved to the states. And when I was in university, I was like, man, I go back to London. I'm like, man, fuck this, man. It's so white here. It's so this and that, dude. dude that's what I thought and, about Calgary. And then years go by, and you're real. And then back when now when you're in London or whatever, Calgary, yeah, you drive by your public school, you drive by your high school, you remember all that shit, and bro. You, you know what I did the last time I was. I went home is I I fucking it was during the summer yo bro I've been to Calgary a lot well you're performing out there so much now in the past uh, two years because I I was out there in the summertime 
Yeah, bro. Yeah. I was out there in the summertime, and I walked from my elementary school yeah. all the way to my fucking high school. That's like a three-hour walk, and I just Just to reminisce? It. Yeah, man, just to, like, go see home, you know, just to go Holy feel, shit. like, you know, I felt like I left something there. There was a lot of, like, pain and unforgiveness back home. Right? You, do you do you have like a uh, were you bullied a lot? Because you're a small dude. Do you have a lot of bully issues no. when you were in? Or were you funny and you got out of it because of? I funny? got yo yeah. I was that little dude in yeah. every crew that talks the most shit. Yeah yeah. You know, and yeah. Then the, I was always a popular guy, but I always felt like mad. Uh, I felt it though. Even though like I w- I didn't l- allow myself to get bullied. Yeah. I did feel small and like weak. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I uh-huh. wouldn't allow myself to get bullied because of my mouth. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I always I had you. the gift of jab, you know? Uh, just like, yeah, just like Chappelle said, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I always just knew how to, so like... you can operate, you can survive, right? Yeah, oh, 1,000. But that gets me into trouble, bro. Were you, like, a class clown, always fucking <laughs> Mad up? Mad class clown. Suspended a lot and shit? Yeah, I was a bad kid. Yeah? Yeah, I was a bad kid. But I was also... But I was a bad kid who was really good at heart. So that... It, it always felt fake. It was like a... You know, like when you were lashing out, kind of thing. I was lashing out. You know, when a kid is full of steam, and you can just tell, like, "Yo, bro, the like only bent thing, up energy." You mean? Yeah, the only thing to get rid of that is to just be yourself. And I was constantly not myself. And no one tells you that. It's no, a lot of times, no one ever tells you that shit. You just gotta figure out and you look back and see what out, the problem man. was. And I see myself now as like, oh, like now that I'm maturing as a man, it's like, oh fuck, like, yo, I every time I catch myself not being me, I. I, I'm like, oh fuck, you're you're reacting to some shit that happened years ago. A hundred like dude. past trauma is is everything that makes like adults um, either angry, evolve. Well, well, like, oh, you're talking about when at a young age. At a, well, like I mean, I, I'm saying like when when you feel anger, or, like sorrow or resentment as an adult, you're usually holding on to things that you were feeling as a kid. So then, when you like get into the moment, or like you. You sit yourself down and then you realize that that shit isn't existent. Like, yeah. it doesn't exist in the present. It's weight that you're like on your mind yeah. that you haven't removed this baggage. Exactly. But once you get rid of that weight, bro, that's when you evolve. Uh, dude, that's amazing that you say that. Pretty much, so like uh, a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, my brother passed away, right? Oh, and fuck. that was the mark of me leaving corporate. Yeah. Because I he passed away, funeral happens, all that. And I go back to my job in a cubicle. Yeah. And I'm already doing mics at this point, you know? And when I went back that first day, I remember going back to that cubicle and just being like, oh my God, I could die. Like, you realize your mortality. That's the moment where a lot of the shit where I was like, fuck all this. I can just be honest. I don't like this at all. I don't want to do this. Yeah, You know, sometimes it takes crazy tragedy to make you think of those things that you just said, make you look back and throw the baggage off, right? Yeah, bro. This last, like... Cause like I I told you that like people know that I have a like I struggle with drinking and stuff right. You're sober now, right? Yeah, but uh but the last time that I relapsed, uh, cause I'm like I'm going on to seven months right now. Yeah. Cause I had three months. What was your thing? Alcohol? I, no, sorry, I had three years, but then I you know I just constantly kept falling back, and it's because of that like past trauma that I'm telling you about. But now that I'm like starting to let go of it, I'm like becoming stronger, and I can do this now. What what's usually the thing that like will fuck up a good streak of sobriety for bro me. like like regret do you know what i mean a bombing a bombing hard because bombing. it feels like it feels like a it feels like uh it's the ultimate form of rejection oh and absolutely like my my heart can't take rejection cuz i'm still holding on to that little kid heart right and like a little kid's heart is like yo man it's fragile 
But now that I'm like letting go of that shit, I'm starting to have a man's heart. And it's like, oh, rejection is part of life. It's, Suffering is part it's of It's inevitable. Life. Yeah. It's inevitable, bro. It's how you handle it. Yeah. That's how you, you just got to learn how to cope with it and how to be like a fucking man. So what was the thing that like you always go back to drinking? If you fall off, is it drinking? Is it was drugs your thing? Was it just you just had an addictive personality? Alcohol. Yeah, it's addictive personality. But I was like an alcoholic. Yeah, you were going hard in hard, Calgary. Bro. In Calgary. In Calgary in Toronto, bro. It follows you. Was it, it a moment? Matter. Did you have one of those like famous like um, what's it called? Uh, bottom of the barrel or not even that rock bottom rock bottom moment? bro i've had a million yeah i've had a million rock bottoms but this last one yeah this last one that that was in the summer like bro i, I went to go hide in my house that we were move, moving out of and it was fucking garbage you didn't want to leave trash. it i was just dying i was just like i can't do this again but then uh, my mom called me and she was like i called my mom actually and i told her what, what was up and usually when i tell her that i like fell yeah. she cries but this time she didn't cry, right? And she's like a strong Latina woman. She was like, Marito, if anyone has proven to me that you can like get out of this, it's you, you know? So she didn't cry and then that gave me strength. And bro, that's, you know that cubicle yeah. you were talking about? In comedy, I felt that cubicle. I was like, yo, bro, I can't just sit here in, in, in like, in, you know like how co comedians are always like, <coughs> Why did this person get that? <coughs> Why Sorry. didn't I get it? <coughs> Why isn't Just For Last fucking with me? Why isn't the festivals fucking with me? Why aren't these bookers doing that? And I'm like, yo, I feel like I'm trapped in a cubicle. For real. Like, in comedy. I'm already following my dream. This was years into it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, And, and uh, it felt like my dream became a cubicle. Because I was waiting on these bookers, oh. on these agents, on these you know, you on the industry, the, yeah. To to your like, ambition was somehow trapping yeah, you, like to you re to recognize me. And then I, but recently I was like, "Yo, bro, I can't wait for nobody. I'm fucking, I'm finna do this shit by myself. Like Fuck. no one's coming. Nobody's coming, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody coming. The only person <laughs> that got me out of that fucking rock bottom was my mom. Fuck. And then that's, but then after Shout my mom, to, yeah, exactly. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Maria Esperanza, bro. But after that, even my mom man. my mom showed me that now it's up to you. You know what I mean? Not even God is going to wait for you. Because God gives you the gift of life. But that's it, bro. You got to figure it out for the rest. When you had that mentality switch, did things switch for you in comedy? Yeah, bro. Like, well, right now, man, I'm doing most of my things independent. And, bro, I know this might, might sound whack, but, like, I, even though Yucks is, like, an employer or whatever, Yuck Yucks whatever. is like the big chain of uh, comedy clubs yeah. in uh, Canada, the biggest one, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I'm using them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're the raw talent. Uh, they yeah, can't I'm exist the without you. They can't exist without me. Yeah. None of these clubs can exist without what we're doing. They want you to think that their platform is the only way for you to eat. No. So it's like... Which is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. fucked up because it's like, get out of here. Yo, man, if you're not... Uh, if you're not like actually putting food on my parents table yeah like, you're not doing enough and you ain't doing shit yeah me. don't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do and just for just for reference in canada w there's pretty much yuck yucks comedy is like um the big chain in canada for comedy clubs there's also absolute comedy has some stuff yeah and those are the big two and like in toronto you can't play the one club if you play the other yeah. It's some of this stupid like dog eats his own tail type of shit. Like yeah. in LA, you could play the comedy store, the improv, the laugh factory yeah. the same night. 
There's none of this, oh, your people can't do our shit. Then it's like, what are you, why are you closing gates for no reason? Yeah, man. You don't want, you don't want your artists shit. to get be, like, better. Yeah, it's and that's all it shit. is, bro. That's all, like, they have to understand. It's like, yo, man, the only reason I'm on your stage is so I could get better. You, and are, I don't, I you could, are a capsule for me. Forget, like, for don't think for a second that I'm trapped within your system. Yeah. I can, I'm going to live without you. You can't live without us. Yeah, 1,000%, bro. I'll figure it out. I've been figuring it out. And you're going out fucking west, like, what, like a month, a couple weeks? Yeah, bro. A month going and a half out, of days? Going out west. But back to your question, though, like, when I, before comedy, yeah. I was also that way. I was always, always figuring it out. Like, bro, I used to work at a... Um, at an office job. Yeah, down- the one you were saying, the one you were yeah, saying. Yeah, downtown yeah. Calgary, and like it, it was an EPC company, so engineering, procurement, construction. Okay, okay, I know about that. Yeah, in in downtown Calgary, and I started, and I got the job through another comedian, right? This was when I just started. You're doing mics at the time, working a job in the day. Yeah, crazy mics, right? And dude, I started off as a mailboy. We only had one floor. Yeah, and then. Uh, they were like, yo, we also need you to order coffee and like office supplies. Be the assistant, essentially. Basically, like I was, yeah, no, like I was, I was like a, just a male boy. An errand boy. Like an errand I was boy. an errand boy. Yeah. But then they were like, you know what? We need you to basically be an office coordinator, but we're not going to pay you. Yeah. We need you to do more and nothing's going to change. And nothing's going to change, bro. <laughs> I started doing that. Right, and then we started getting more floors. And they tell you we're very proud of the improvement you have. We're going to bless you with this more responsibility because we think you're up for it. Dude, that's, that's how they, that's how it, they were like talking to me. Yeah, yeah. and you're you know? like, oh, I did a good thing. Yeah. I did a good thing. And I was a young kid, so I was just like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And then, bro, I, I then I had to get a team. Yeah. Yo, I was the office manager. Oh, you had a team under you? Yeah, bro. I, and I nothing to, changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, then eventually, like my friend and my boss, who was really cool. She came up to me and she was like, Marito, I need you to ask me for a raise. Okay. Oh, you, okay, okay. So it was overdue. You were just a very nice guy. You weren't, I guess, you, I'm assuming you weren't confrontational. You weren't like, you, no. saw, you You had the mentality that they will come to me when I'm ready. They will give me a raise when I have proved it. When you already had proved it, you just needed to ask them. Well, yeah, but like also I, I just didn't care because I was like, this was just a day job. Oh, comedy was already took over like, the Yeah, mind. comedy already took over, but then she's like, I need you to ask me for a raise. And at that point, I was only making like 32 a year, right? Oh, it was so, a full-time salary job. Yeah. Okay, so she okay. was like, I need you to ask me for a raise. I didn't know how office politics work, my yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, right? So yeah, I was yeah. just like, um, I don't know. And she's like, write a number down and give it to me, and I'll give it to you. You were so underpaid and valuable, I could tell. So <laughs> underpaid, bro. But I remember I, I talked to my best friend about it, and he was like, bro. You're only making 32? And he was like a good engineer at that point. So he's like, you have to ask for like 70, 70,000 a year. Like you're making a big decision for them. <laughs> yeah, okay, got right? it. I like your boy, whoever told you that. Yeah, you gotta bro, go big. yo, dude, you gotta go my big. dude, I used to like sit, I used to go to like meetings with Staples, Grand and Toy. Big clients. Big clients and like <laughs> and like these white dudes in suits and yeah. then I was this little guy yeah, yeah, in yeah. Tim's, you know? Oh, and a suit? Yeah, and and, and then they would take me they what would a... take me to like uh <laughs> uh Stampeders games, Flames games. All that box seats and shit. All that shit. Just to get my business, our business. You're eating all herbs. I had a Blackberry, I had my own Blackberry, like I was the man. And making thirty two like all of it. <laughs> Just thirty two. Uh, but then uh I I I wasn't like 
I didn't have enough courage to ask for 70. It was too much. Yeah. So I just asked for 45. And, and that's that immigrant all. mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't want to make trouble. I don't want to make trouble. Exactly. That's why if you ever rear-end someone, the best case scenario is that it's like a refugee or an immigrant. Because they think they're in trouble. Yeah. If you hit them, they're like, oh, no, nothing, nothing, please. I like, You know what I mean? And Yo. they dip. Yeah. That's you got to get rid of that image. White people take it the total opposite, you know? Oh, like, yeah. like I'm not at fault in this situation. Yeah. So I'm going to take it I'm going to take this situation for a ride. Oh yeah, one You know, they exploit. Yeah. Which is what we should I mean, you got to you got to um look out for your own interest. Nobody else will. Like you said, nobody is coming. Ain't nobody, nobody is coming. coming. But your boy is smart though. Asking yeah. for 70 cuz you know how like when someone gets like hot coffee spilt on their lap and they sue they always ask for like 50 million because they're trying to get like eight you yeah know what i mean you yeah. gotta start high you, you do so you can end up at something decent so if your boy your boy said 70 they would be like come marito i mean yeah let's talk i mean we could do the most we can do is 54 or so or something like that yeah and it would have been more than that right yeah bro but it's I, just awkward to ask for more than so double. awkward i don't know and i still sort of have that but like lately i've just been like growing into my own so like i'm starting to like break that uh, mentality you know what i mean yeah because you're such a killer on stage now your thank worth you, is visible thank you bro yeah, yeah man after every show i have you on people are just like man yeah people there's a level of talent where people are confused why that talent is in toronto that's the oh, weirdly yeah. ironic thing where people think like there's a cap to the talent we can have in toronto like yeah if you're better that's... than that you need to go to x or y you know what i mean yeah bro like man i i, I fucking hate that because like so many like other artists have shown that you can do such great things like Drake, Drake's Weekend, done so fucking much Justin Trump. Bieber, like all these Canadian artists. Like you know, I like, recently heard Drake is like responsible for I forget if it was two or four percent of Toronto's economy. Bro, how crazy is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably more than that. Come on, for sure. Do you see him being mayor in the next fifteen years? Bro, I feel like he could just 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 to just to do it. Just, just as, to like, do it. He could run for mayor. He would, and and everybody would vote for him because they would all be voting age by that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, all like, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would all vote for him. We'd be like, "Do you remember nonstop off yeah. Scorpion? You have my vote." Yeah, bro. One thousand. I think more rappers got to start doing that. I hope some comics start blowing up out of here. You oh, know what I mean, dude? Because there we got killers here. I we just have killers, bro. And I'm and I'm talking about like. I'm talking about the, the the fucking old guard, man. I'm talking about Rob Pugh, Dave Hampstead, Sean LeCombre, Chris Gordon, Kate Davis, Sandra Badalini, Merhej. Bro, Merhej is Merhej God. broke through. Merhej broke through, though. He made it. He did, but bro, like, he deserves more. I, he's still young and he's still going up, yeah, though. Yeah, so man. It's, he deserves so way more. He broke more. through, though. Of all the people that you just said, he would. you would say he broke through. For th- 1,000. He's on a US TV show. Bro, he's show. on a US TV show that did, the, the main actor won a Golden Globe. Yeah, right. Rami, bro. Yeah, man. That show is great. That's fire, and that's all brown people. Love it. How fucking fire is that? I love it, man. All brown people. Bro, Muslims. When I, when I watch that show, there's so much. Because he's from Egypt. I'm from Sudan. There is so much overlap. When I watched episode one of Rami, I was literally almost like applauding. Just like alone watching this thing. Like, oh my God, he did it. Like, he did. The, he depicted the things I've never seen depicted. Like, yeah, he went and shot episodes in Egypt and showed it as it is. And it's yeah. like, holy shit. This is, you never see this. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. I you yeah. deserve that win for sure. Yeah, bro. I want to start doing that with those like Salvadorian things, Central American, Latino, because there has been stuff like I mean George Lopez, um, fucking 
fluffy like all those dudes are are doing things but it's like more of a mexican american like huge mexican population in the states yeah. that drives those killers yeah bro and it's like I, I and you could tap doing, into that bro bro i want to start doing that for el salvador you, you know tap I mean? into that is there a big el salvadorian population in calgary yeah big time is that how you guys of, ended up there yeah because of the war right so they a lot of the refugees from like guatemala el salvador nicaragua they were all sent to western canada do you remember? Do you remember? How old were you when you came? Bro, I was four. Okay, so you don't. Oh, I remember everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro, because it was such a drastic change. I remember the first time, like I saw a kid with a little baby with its head blown off. You remember that vision? I remember that shit, bro. A baby with his head blown off. Yeah, because there was a war. Like people were just and there, there was, was dead bodies everywhere, and like the government or, like. What was that war about? Just I'm not like the best at history and stuff like that. I'm what not, was the general thing of that war? Was it an invasion or was it like? Well, it was like like the fucking you know like the the regular storyline like conservatives versus like the the super, like the socialists. Yeah. And like the the government was conservative and like I don't know exactly what it was on, but like obviously the states was helping the, the government, the conservatives, and like they were just killing people and like people that were trying to do, make a revolution. And yeah, like, like guerrillas. And my okay. dad was on that side, but like there's always like you always hear the two sides, like that the guerrillas were like bad. Yeah. Or the government was evil. Like it depends on who's telling you the exactly, story, right? right? That's yeah. how history works. Yeah, yeah. But um, my family was on the the guerrilla side. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. That's how you get that comedic blood, man. It yeah, definitely man. didn't come with the conservative side. Yeah, so I saw all that shit. And I remember years later when I was in Canada, I, re I started having nightmares that I was that kid. What? Uh, with the head Oh, blown legit. So you were having, you were trying, you had some early PTSD. I guess. <laughs> bro, I, you, 99%, actually, I, I, I'm speaking out of my ass, but I think in North America, 99.99% of people will never see a head blown off. Yeah. Let alone an infant's head blown off. Yeah. An infant! Of, uh, you were four and you don't forget it, man. That was what, almost three decades ago. Yeah, bro. Don't forget that shit. And, but I remember... What was it like when you came to Calgary? Buddy, it was just like... It was cold. I remember it was just freezing. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but, I, but I was excited. I was always an excited kid. But it wasn't until like... I always remember being the happiest kid, and my parents said that too. But it wasn't until I came here that I started feeling, at a young age, my dude, depression. Legit, you, know? you remember what? How, what did you think it was? Just sadness all the time? Yeah, I was just, I just feel like I always, I don't know. When you take a kid away from his home, yeah. And it's not like my parents wanted to; like they had to. It was necessary. It was yeah. straight up refugee story. Yeah, right? Like, they had to do it, but, like, there was a, a part of me that was just hurt, you know, because I loved home, bro. I loved El Salvador. You were uprooted. Yeah. And now you're physically cold all the time. Yeah. In disarray. You can't speak English. <laughs> yeah, It's a bro. fucking, like, it's the craziest fucking Yeah, and I remember feeling. the first time I got in trouble when I didn't know a word for English when I was in school. Do you remember what you did? Bro, I could I I don't remember where I put the blocks and the teacher kept like hounding me. She's like, "No, the circle goes into the circle hole, you fucking idiot." Yeah, you know? <laughs> bro. In front of the other kids and I was just like like crying hard. Fuck. Dude, I hate that feeling. Bro, I remember being 2 years into uh Canada. Like I came here when I was 6, and I remember one time in second grade the teacher asked, "Uh, who could <laughs> She asked me to say the vowels." Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, 
two years in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, uh, I didn't even really know what vowels were. Yeah. I me just either. knew they were I just knew they were letter related. Yeah. So I just started saying letters and I remember the teacher saying, you don't even know your vowels. And then she laughed and the whole class laughed. Yeah. Everybody laughed. Yeah, bro. How fucked like, up is that, dude? Kids <laughs> that remember that shit. That was 98. Yeah, my dude. DMX I never forgot it. Up. I was just like, I just, you know, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this math. I'll show you, bitch. Yeah, bro. <laughs> DMX just came out. You're DMX right. DMX just came out. <laughs> like that shit was all over. Who let the dogs out? That's when I moved here. Bro, love DMX. Teachers, I I have memories about teachers back then, bro. Dude, I remember in first grade. I still remember this. First here, we're doing a little uh, exercise, math, where they have a, a printout for each student, and they have a picture of a quarter, a nickel, and like a dime. Yeah. And they're like, we're doing a cent addition, right? And it's like add this and this and this. And I remember submitting the paper, and I remember the teacher looking at another kid and submit who just submitted theirs, and I remember her saying. And she looked at what all my stuff was right. Yeah. And she told the other kid, he just came to this country and he gets it. Wow. <laughs> Yo, bro, teachers were fucked up. And she had white hair in 97. Oh. So she was probably born in like 33 or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, bro, my grade one teacher had a white hair too. I remember grade four, Mrs. Ellistad. She just assumed that my parents were like bad parents because like, I, I don't know how it came up, but my parents used to work at night. Yeah. Right, so my sister would take care of us oh, while they were at work. So she assumed they're alcoholics or some shit. Yeah, they, she just assumed that that was bad parenting. <laughs> so she would used to have an after-school program for immigrants. And me and my boy Jasper, who was Filipino, <laughs> and we would just be there because our parents were working. You know what I mean? So she would just be like, "There's hope," or what would she tell you? Like, yeah, just be just being like, um. This is in Canada. Families like usually eat dinner together, like all that shit. Oh, legit? bro, Mrs. Alistair, fuck out of here. What? Where was her family at? Why the fuck was she organizing this yeah, shit? Man. Yeah, What's exactly. What's her divorced ass doing there? Yeah, huh? yeah exactly. Shit. I bet she was a divorced ass, <laughs> yeah. right? Doesn't have no one to go talking home to. Shit. So she's taking little immigrant kids. Talking about the family unit. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you go know? fuck yourself. Yeah. Why I need are to you think here about with that. us at six? I think. <laughs> yo, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I'm like, Why do you have a tan line over here? Yeah. You know <laughs> what happened? Did he cheat on you? You just start breaking her down. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. It was it was a lot. So you're just a troublemaker all through school. Yeah, but not like I was. I was a troublemaker in the sense of like funny. But you're funny. You're charismatic. So you didn't get in trouble a lot. Yeah. But you were disrupting a lot. I was disrupted. Yeah, that's what that I was. was. Me too. I was yeah. always that kid. In yeah, because I I grew up. My I had uh, five siblings. We lived in a little like government home with eight people in the house. Yeah, and I was a middle kid. So there was like. You got no, you just make, because we grew up very religious. You just pray five times a day. You get a, you get a, a A's on your test and you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And that's how you live with the most peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in school, I would just go off. That's where my whole personality was. Yeah. Where I could actually outlet my personality. But it was like overcorrecting. So I'd be disrupting everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. acting out because at home, I got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And like military household pretty much. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, fuck, man. So I was always like, I lived this double life. Right? Yeah. And I think you'd get this. Do you ever go back home? Because now you're in your 30s and like you said, you've let go. You let go of that baggage that was like... Um, like the reason that I act in so many ways is because of trauma I had when yeah. I was a kid. 
Do you ever meet people that the way they interact with you reminds you of what you used to be to oh, these people? All the I said, time. Bro, I, I, I had these friends in college. It was like college was pretty much like the end of my like yeah. after college and getting into corporate. That's when I started realizing, oh, fuck, it was all a lie kind of thing. Yeah. But in college, I still remember I was like the clown. Yeah. For so many things, I was like the clown. And then meeting people after you go full into comedy. Yeah. The way they treat you, you realize, oh, I was just like... uh. I was just a cl- I was just a jester around these. The only reason they had me around was to like yeah do this clown thing I was doing yeah you 1, know 000. and it just makes you feel like fuck I'm just- <laughs> it makes you feel shit dirty almost yeah right? yeah yeah but you know what's crazy though is that like I grew up around the funniest people like I I honestly feel like I'm a vessel for the kids who grew up in Northeast Calgary during the nineties. Do you remember the? Do you remember any specific characters? Yeah, bro. Like all <laughs> name them. <laughs> all my friends, man. Like kid named Stinky, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like the Filipino kids were the shit. They oh. always dressed fresh and they were so funny and they would dance always, and sing. Yeah, right? bro. They dance. They sing, bro. Filipinos are the new black people. Straight the fuck up. They're I've heard so on talented. podcasts that Filipino are like the sickest. Pretty, they're like the most talented people. Yeah, bro. They're fucking amazing. But I remember like there was this guy named Lester who's like a couple years older than us. But the way he talked, everybody used to talk like him. Like he always used to be like, yo, that's hard. You know? That's hard? Yeah. Like yo, hard? that's hard. Yo, get up off the floor. Beat. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. that's how he used to talk. We used to, and now everybody talks like him in Calgary. Lester. <laughs> Lester, <started>. bro. <laughs> Lester, my dude. So Filipino. Yeah, and he used to dress fresh, and he knew about, like, Tribe Called Quest, all that shit. Oh, which is, like, the, that's, like, the rap that the the in-the-know people listen to. Yeah, bro. Tribe. Tribe. De La Soul. Wu-Tang. We're all listening to Tupac, Biggie. Yeah. Man, it's all about Tribe. Yeah, man. And then then when I got into Tribe, I was like, yes. Yeah. Oh, those samples? That Q-tip samples are, you can't fuck with those samples. Oh, dude. Low End Theory? Ooh. Incredible. What was I going to ask? Uh... Were you living in government housing for a lot of your childhood? Um, I was in government housing for a bit, for like, I think maybe three years. Okay. Yeah, three years. I was in like a big government housing. Was it just the spot where like, it's like the <coughs> Ellis Island or whatever for refugees. Like all the immigrants, refugees, they drop them into this. Uh, it's like white trash and refugees, immigrants. Yeah. And then once your family roots themselves into the community, they can move into nice rentals, kind of thing. Yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly what. Yeah, there we was were. like this, this like like just government housing in. Uh, it was like a big, big house that a lot of families lived in. Oh, like a straight up. Uh, what's it called? Um, I was gonna say ghetto, but not a ghetto. Like a. Uh, What's it called? Like Queens Bridge, like a bur- not a borough, but like, like a complex thing. What's well, it wasn't it? like it wasn't like a project. Like eight is eight floors. Yeah, I was I was gonna say it's like eight floors, units. Like I was thinking like a project building. Yeah, of. yeah, but like not that? exactly. It was ju- it was really weird. Was it like four floors? It was yeah. It was just a bunch of floors and like families were all there, and it was all Spanish kids. Oh, the most. But then I remember hallways. one. I, yeah. always, but then I, but then, but then they gave you food. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, they gave you food. And then I remember that uh, uh, one day my dad just drove up in a white van or a white truck, sorry. And then he just moved us to uh, to some house. In that, that day. Crazy. He, pulled, he got not, a car not for that, the move. Not in that day, but like just like maybe three months after we moved to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got our own house. Was that like, the, like everything separate, detached? Yeah. Like you had a lawn now. 
No, no, it was actually really super small. We used to live in small townhouses, bro. And actually, yeah, Calgary, you just have a driveway. You don't have to fuck with the lawns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well like, no, there's a lot of suburbs, but we, we lived in, like, the, the hood. Yeah, yeah, I lived time. for 10 years. Yeah, you know? bro. Yeah, we I went from one hood. to the next. Yeah, my dude. Bro, we had eight people living in a house that the government subsidized rent was three hundred a month. Yeah, eight motherfuckers. That's in that insane. House. That's we'd, insane. We would have. We can't all be in one uh, room at one. Like when people came by to do, in, not even inspections, but when any officials came by, my dad would make sure that some of us were not around. <laughs> We couldn't like we they wouldn't even approve that many people. Like, That's we so had to pretend funny. less people were in the fucking house. Yeah, I love that shit. So yeah. and and don't like, go play, go play for the next couple of <laughs> hours. You know? Do not come back here, bro. That is amazing, <laughs> yo, yo. That's the thing about immigrant parents, man, is that they were criminals, bro. Oh, they, they lied survive. to officials like motherfuckers. I remember my mom used to smuggle in uh, Salvadorian foods like cheese, uh, fruits. And like she would lie, smuggle to customs. them in. Yeah, bro, she would lie to customs. She would hide them in the luggage, <laughs> yeah. like wrapped in clothes, like envelopes, yeah, paper. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> smuggling crack. This and is before 9-11, I'm assuming. Bro, before 9-11. Yeah, okay. And I remember like the customs would be like, "You don't have any cheese in here, do you, ma'am?" No. And she'd be like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> bro, she was a G. Yeah. No speaking English. Yeah. She you was, just spoke English. She uh, was a thug, man. No cheese. She was Did you guys thug. go back all the time? Um, we used to go back like every four years. Okay, so Which you was like mad expensive, but yeah, same my parents worked their asses off. Exactly, five, yeah. every five years or so, because my parents were like, "You gotta see, you gotta, you gotta see what the fuck you came from." Yeah, can't have you forget like that Bro, kind of vibe. I can never forget. When's the last time you went, dude? It's been ever since comedy. I haven't gone anywhere. You know what I mean? Do you ever dream about like having a big show there? Can you perform comedy in, in uh, Spanish? Spanish? Not really. I don't know if I... Could you take that on as a challenge in the next 10 years, you think? To Maybe. Build 20, 30 minutes in Spanish? Maybe, but I, I definitely do want to make enough money and like have enough freedom that I can go back whenever the fuck I want. You will. 100%. Yeah. You will. It's only... It's just a matter of time. Yeah, man, because I want to go to like do a whole Latin America thing like Che. Yeah, dude. Che is going out there? Well, no, I mean Che Guevara. Oh, Che Guevara. Yeah, yeah. Like, che. che Durena. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Yo, man, I want to change Latino uh, yeah. America like Che Durena. <laughs> I was like, how do you line that up? <laughs> no, yeah, I want to do that. Damn, that Jokes and Tokes tour is going wide. <laughs> oh, damn, man, pack yeah, it up. That's hilarious. Che Durena is a, another Toronto comic. So funny. Yeah, such a funny dude. But I was saying, like, that guy's not even Spanish. How do you fucking line that up? Yeah, That's yeah. hilarious. Bro, you could pull it off. What what do you think when you go back now? Like the last time you went, you said was like a decade ago, probably. Yeah. What's the vibes like? Do you uh, is it all like family just eating, eating, eating? Talk. Tell us about. Are you the Canada boy when you go there? Yeah, like because well, yeah, we're me and my little brother and my sister. We're so whitewashed. Yeah. But I haven't been back in like almost fifteen years, man. So like I I, I can't wait to go back. <clears throat> and the thing is, like I don't want to go. Like, I do want to go with my family, obviously, yeah. but I want to go by myself, bro. Like, I want to go, like, I want to find some shit. You'll do both. Yeah, bro. You know? There's no limit on the number yeah, of times man. you can go, exactly. right? Exactly. I want to go and just see it. But, dude, the, the fucked up thing, too, is that when I was drinking, I lost my passport and my ID, right? So, it, it was, it's been hell getting everything back. I even lost my citizenship. Bro. Wow, you know how much of a drinking problem you need to have to, first of all, decide that you should be carrying it on you? Exactly, <laughs> dude. Because you start like, losing bro, you IDs. Yeah. Why are you bringing your citizenship to the club? Because I lost my passport. You need to stop drinking. Yo, 1,000. You know? and, and my citizenship, I was a kid. 
I was like a little kid. Yeah. You're showing an innocent trip. face to the yeah. bouncer and shit. And then the bouncer was like, yeah, they would let me in. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? But I lost that shit, bro. It took me forever to the get that shit The passport especially because they assume you're selling it to a, a Latino motherfucker, you yeah. know? Yeah, man, 1,000. Bro, I straight up know people that I can name, which I obviously will not, that got into Canada like that. Yeah. They got in on their brother's passport, yeah. came here, and then played the refugee card, and now they're... Uh, landed permanent residents. That's hilarious. Or came in on fake passports. Yeah. And then literally did the exact same thing. As soon as an immigrant, you just gotta or a refugee, you just gotta get here. Yeah. If you're physically in the country, the process to like naturalization is way easier than you being outside and being like, please let me in. You know. Yeah. Way that, easier. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. I mean, look at the life we have. Look at how fucking sick and easy and safe it is up here, man. Yeah, man. When you go to those countries, you realize, fuck. It's you don't realize how safe Canada is until you leave this country and you fly back into Pearson, yeah. and you just see motherfuckers staying it between the yellow lines on the road. Yeah, always stopping at every light. Yeah, everything is like pure like order is so ridiculously high compared to so much of the world. You're like yeah. fuck it's that's why people are like coming here by any means necessary. Yeah, bro, we got it good. We man. got it so good. Yeah, so it's good. insane. We're sitting back in a basement talking shit. That's how fucking privileged. Drinking the first ginger world. beer. Yeah. Smoking hookah. Oh, bro. Listening to Michael Jackson on vinyl. You know how I do it, bro. I hit him with that thriller right before it came down. Yeah, bro. It was dope. Classic. Listen, man. I don't know what the fuck Mike did, but at that album, goddamn it. Yeah, Quince. Goddamn. I know. <laughs> I just put on my story. Hashtag he's innocent. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> he still got cases out. The guy's dead. Let him be. You know. <laughs> Let him be. Whether he did or not, it's a decade ago. The the. You can't listen to Billie Jean or beat it and not start moving. It's impossible. It's, you know, it's a good album. That. What do you think about people like that? Like, they the debate is ignition. The remix to ignition is it sick? Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. So where do you stand with that? You he's fucked. He's a straight up predator. Yeah. The beat is dope as shit. So yeah. What do you think? Do you can you separate? Especially as an artist. Can you separate the art? Like, what if we found out five years from now that you've been raping like crazy? <laughs> crazy. Like, crazy. And you blew up two years from yeah. now. So three years of killing it, and then we found out pre-killing it, you're raping. Would you expect people to be like... No, well, like, I don't know, man. Enjoy my last special, at least. <laughs> I mean, it has nothing to do with, like, the rape. I mean, like... No, but I mean, like, I feel like... That's fucked up. Don't rape, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I, I don't know. Like, the R. Kelly thing is, like, fucked. You know what I mean? He's like straight up. It's amazing the power of a good voice, huh? Yeah, Isn't it bro. incredible? Yeah, like he was like, and the, that's the thing is like the industry knew all that shit. It was like fucked. They knew about I Harley. can't listen to R. Kelly no more. I know. Yeah. And I, I never he, put it on. I never put it on. Ever, yeah, bro. and I don't give it. I didn't even really like him back in the day. He's I, just, I liked Ignition, but man, but if now that I can't listen to Ignition, I just listen to Montel Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You just find a substitute. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like it's not like I don't know. Like, it's Michael, like if you find out the game is a terrible piece of shit, yeah, you just switch over to Lloyd Banks. Yeah, <laughs> go to another rapper, bro. There's so many other people, yeah. right? Like Bill Cosby. Man, I'm just listening to more Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just shift. You know, just gonna, <laughs> that's why you gotta always diversify your artistic input. You know, like yeah. when this when you find out because I think it's now it's pretty clear artists. Or some fucked up people, you know? Yeah, man. And now that the light is on, as soon as anybody pops through is in, is in like the the limelight, Yeah, there's a team of people that come together to be like, let's take this motherfucker down. 
Yeah, one thousand, and that's like find every tweet, every let's listen to every podcast episode. Well, like I mean, that's why it's uh, like I feel like it's a good thing because it makes um, artists accountable for their actions. Like you just can't be a dickhead, of course, right? But having said that, it's like the people who are like. Um, trying to take you down They need a balance too Like you gotta relax Yeah Not yeah, everything yeah. This cancel Louis and Harvey Are not up. the same It's fucked up You know, you know? Like Louis C.K. They were putting They are being like Bill Cosby Harvey Weinstein Louis C.K. It's like how the fuck Is he in the list With those people Yeah Yeah like I mean Louis C.K. did what he did And like But how is he in a list With a serial Two serial rapists Yeah like How is he in a list With those, them Yeah like it's just like you. It's not all one brush Yeah you know the, And saying? people are painting it Like that It's fucked yeah. But whatever yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chappelle Did you listen to Chappelle's Mark Twain speech Loved it Oh man it almost Brought me to tears bro oh, Bro it's Just amazing And it's and, and it made me realize This year too I'm like yo bro Like I just wanna Like I've always Like I love stand up But like Stand up can make you bitter Especially in Canada Right, because the opportunities are so like they're You're, so small, and it's just hard to be seen. And like, it's always the same people running the shit behind the curtain. Yeah, you know, like it never changes. And like, uh, stand up isn't just recognized as an art here. So like, it makes you want to do other things. So I was doing music, acting, and I love acting. Like that's my first. You're love. Good when I first moved to Toronto, by the way, when yeah. I first moved to Toronto. It was uh, what did you have? Rogers billboards or fire or something? You yeah. were in some tele thing. Yeah, I was I was like doing Jack FM uh, billboards. Yeah, I remember seeing you <clears throat> and people were pointing out, be like, that guy's a uh, Toronto comic here. Because when I first moved here, yeah, I I literally saw that. It was sick to see. Yeah, man, yeah. and and you know, like I'm I like still th- that's still what I want, right? Like that's still what I w- what I'm gonna do. But bro, it, it started making me like not pay attention to my stand up as much. And at the end of the day, man. Stand-up is what brought me here. I'm a stand-up at the yes. end of the day. Yeah. There's no debate about it when you There's hit that no stage. There's no debate about it, bro. And, and like, I want to protect the art form. I want to, like, represent for the art form. And that Mark Twain speech just made, it just showed me, it's like, oh, fuck, like, I can do this. Yeah, man. I loved it because he was like, you can talk about whatever you want. With People are saying, you can't talk about this. No, that's not true. Yeah. If you're a good comic, you can you can tackle any topic, anything you, you want, you know? Nothing's really changed. It's just 1,800 people on Twitter make it seem like the, world, the whole media has changed. Yeah. But it's these fuckers that are the angriest and most delusion or that, that are the, the loudest yeah. and are tweeting the most and are doing the most shit. So you think the whole thing. And it's thing's- usually white people. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Yeah. The point is the whole thing is fine. You yeah. can still do exactly what you love. You you can, man. And it's just like, bro, like you have to like you you have to understand that like there's a there's a process and there is like a a thing that controls the world, but like it doesn't mean that just because you see one thing, that's the vision. It's not it's not just one way. There's another. There's so much perception in this yes. world, bro. And think that one way is like you were saying. That's your comedy uh, cubicle. Yeah. Thinking that it's one way. These motherfuckers. I have to get to the level where they will all come to me. Yeah. That's the thing that traps you in there. Yeah, man. You gotta think outside the box. Think outside the cubicle. Think outside whatever the fuck is holding you down. And go out there, get your own shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's all it is, man. Because we're going to die, bro. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. 1,000. We're all going to die, man. Yes. Like, what are you going to do in this world? Are you going to keep getting mad on Twitter? Or are you going <laughs> to go fucking live? <laughs> right? 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 Go do something, yeah. man. Live your life. Do your thing. I mean, if your passion is talking shit, then keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. If that's your passion, then keep doing it. But yeah. otherwise, it's like, we're all going to die. That's 
it sometimes is so dismal to bring up to a lot of people, but I couldn't. I some I have that thought all the time, yeah. dude. I'm just like fuck it, like. Bro, nothing makes you live more, I think, than hearing that you're gonna die. Do right? what I mean, bro? You got three months to live. You're gonna okay. go everywhere. You're gonna skydive. If you those people that get the six month terminal illness, like yeah. you got six months, they're fucking right away gone to like Nepal, yeah. and Everest. Then they're skydiving. Yeah, you, they're doing all the things, you know. Yeah, bro. Like that. You gotta live life, man. It's like a, it's like at Canada's Wonderland, and you yeah. just find out it's thirty minutes before it closes. Oh, you know, you yeah. quickly try to ride all the rides, <laughs> but when you know it's open for six hours, you're just chilling. Yeah. You know, you just go like you just sit on your phone. <clears throat> Sorry, man, but yeah, it's 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 about living life, and like I feel like somebody just told me that, like my my roommate Jarrett, yeah, such a funny comedian, Jarrett Campbell. He's like, bro, we're gonna die, man. So I was, and like, and years before that, my best friend, the engineer, he was like, we're gonna die. Hell yeah, so like, man. let's fucking so ask for that seventy thousand, bro. We're gonna die. Yeah, bro. Ask for the seventy. Dude, ask ask for dude. Get everything that you want. Go fucking do it. I'm I'm tired of not doing things because I don't think I'm good enough. Or I don't think they're going to give it to me. Fuck yes, man. Yeah, man. I love it. I love hearing that. Yeah. What's, uh, like, if if you had to say your goals out loud for the next five years, what would you like for, like, like, hey, it's, a, it's a weird, like, <laughs> job interview style question. But straight up, like, artistically, now that I see you, like, just dipping to tour for a minute, I'm yeah. just like, oh, shit, like. Your next five years is like that exponential thing where it's yeah. like, like I, what I, would I, you l love? My next goal is to like take this worldwide, to take my my comedy not just to the states but like to the UK, just everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Where they, uh, especially where they speak English, right? Because that's 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 how it, the language they do comedy in. But I want to go everywhere, my man. I just don't want to go to the states, especially right now, like with the shit going on. Yeah. But I do understand that that's a place I gotta go because there's a lot of Latinos out there, and I do want to speak for my culture. Right, so I gotta go where the Latinos are, and the business. Yeah, every state has a handful of like clubs and whatnot. It's yeah, just, man, it's just it's, such it, a it's business, and I want to. I I will. I I sincerely want to learn the art of acting. You know, I love acting. Yeah. I and I just and like no disrespect to Kevin Hart, but I want to be like Kevin Hart, but like, but I'm in all the Godfathers. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Oh, know what, what do you think about Sebastian and the Irishman? Oh, I thought that was so dope. That was so. That guy went zero to hundred. He's like in nothing, and then he's in the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, bro. A big part. That was yeah. fucking big. A part. Dream come true to see such a hardworking comic like him pull that off. You're like, yeah, Sick. yeah man. I want to be an actor, bro. I like. I like. Bro, acting. I love. I love acting too, man. I do a love sketch stuff. I love even serious stuff. I love it, and I'm good at it. Yeah, you're great. But but, but I fucking hate the acting industry. Like getting cast lingering in that um just lingering in your little what's it called trailer yeah waiting for your thing and just repeat rinse and repeat i love acting if i'm in, if i wrote the script and i know the dp and it's like this is something we're shooting like the web series i'm doing that's the best feeling in the world when you're involved with the whole project that's the best feeling in the world yeah but when acting when it comes to like this day to, when it almost becomes this nine to five it's never nine to five yeah but when it becomes just like they all right they're ready for you in an hour yeah. Just uh, get ready there, and we're gonna send you through makeup again. You go, you get ready. One hour, they go. Uh, okay, uh, they're actually they couldn't get the lighting, so we're gonna wrap for lunch, and then we're gonna get it after lunch. So you can just take the stuff off for now, just so you don't get it dirty. And yeah. uh, at two, we'll come back and check. At two, they'll be like, okay, they're about ready. So uh, in about an hour, just get ready and go back to make. And you're like, fuck! I like, I mean, <laughs> what do I do? Do I nap? How do I get into yeah. a nap? Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, but I don't know, All man. All that stuff. But the I acting, love that I like. part, I though. like the acting. Yeah, I but also... it's 90% that. Yeah, the waiting. <laughs> yeah. It was such a, bur- a bubble burst. But I do want to, I do want to, like, the stuff that I've created and been working on, I want that to be my... F- Dude, I just want it to be my job. That's my goal is it? Yo, this is my job. I'm constantly creating something. Constantly. It doesn't matter how... Um, Good it does Small or whatever, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, just the always fact creative. that I'm always creating, dude. I don't think I'm gonna have kids, man. So I, I, I might as well keep creating more of me through my your, art. Your legacy, yeah, man. Like yeah, I, I always tell my parents, I'm like they, they want grandkids, but I'm like, ma, ba, like I'm giving you, I'm gonna give you guys something bigger than kids, cause kids die. The, 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 oh this, shit! Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna die too. Right, I'm gonna die me. too. I'm going to die, but I'm gonna make something that's gonna like. You're gonna, they're gonna remember me forever. They're gonna remember us forever. You know what I mean, bro? Like I'm, I'm certain of it. I, yeah. I, I don't think of it in the sense of like, um, there's so many people in the scene where it's like, you know, they're not gonna stop. Yeah. So it's it's just a matter. I can't of, it's stop. just a matter of time. What do you ha- like? Would stop and do what? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, what you the know? fuck am I gonna do, you, bro? Right? So you're in it. You yeah. put a decade. You're good. And you're, dude, and, and you're, the mean, train is going forward, st- like full and I, steam. And I look, and I, and honestly, like I, I appreciate you saying that I'm like a pro and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, bro, like there's so many comedians a thousand times better than me. But the the fact that like I, uh, the fact that I believe I can maybe one day get as good as them, that's what keeps me going. You know what I mean? Like one day I could be as good as Dave. One day I could be as good as like mastering Rob Pugh. Like it's that's what master. it's all about. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Trying to master the craft. Yeah, man. I want to be a master of it. And it's like that's I I I just I I speak with those guys and I'm like fortunate enough to call them my friends now. You know, they're not just mentors, they're like my friends. And even them, they're like they're they got their dudes that they're trying to be like. It's always like and it's we're not, always going to be like that. And it's not even that they're trying to be like them; they're trying to move like them. Do you know what I mean? Like they're trying to like feel comfortable with themselves, uh, as much as like a Chappelle would, as much as a um, whoever would, right? But remember at the beginning of the the Chappelle speech where he pointed out that one comedian, he's uh, like uh, Tony Woods, his OG. Yeah, his OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you, bro. Even he has an OG. You know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. We all have our OGs. Yes. Never forget that shit. Yes. Never. And bro, and I the minute that you start disrespecting your OGs, you ain't shit, bro. You don't deserve nothing in comedy. You know what's hilarious? I went. Remember Louis C.K. came to Toronto? Yeah. I caught that. I caught one of those shows. Yeah. He came. He came with Kevin Brennan. He came with Tony Woods. Oh really? And I didn't know at the time that he was Chappelle's OG. And I remember during his set thinking that his comedy was Chappelle esque. But now I realize that Chappelle's comedy is Tony Woods-esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Chappelle got it from him. That's Bro, fire. One time I watched, uh, I forget what I, uh, what um, uh, Richard Pryor's special. And Richard was smoking on stage while doing comedy. And he just started gripping the inside. He was wearing a button-up shirt. And the gap between two buttons, he like just hold it as he paced like his the rhythm of his bit. And that's something Chappelle does all the time. Yeah. I'm just like, we all take from the upperclassmen, you know? Yeah, man. It's so sick. Take from your heroes, bro. I yeah. love that. I, I took l- so much from Dave, but now I'm starting to become me. And you know what's crazy? I'm still so Dave, bro. I'm yeah. still full. Sometimes I listen to my I listen to my recordings. Yeah. I'm like I'm just doing a pure Dave Chappelle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Even the tag. I think that was a tag he did at some point. You know, like. No. Oh yeah, dude. Chappelle, like yeah. But then like now that I'm like doing comedy in Canada with like guys who I like like Mahesh, 
Pavone, uh, Rob Pugh. Yeah, man, those guys, like, influenced me, like, heavy. But then now, on the flip side, I see kids doing me. Like, kids will do some of my, the, the way I do. You know how, like, the positive crowd work shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I see kids like, doing that. Like, I see that. you looking good like this or something like that. Yeah. Like, Sebastian does that, too. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah. I, I, see, I see people doing that. And I got that from Keith, Pedro. Oh, yeah? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, it's all, it's all like... It's all... It's something you've seen and you're like, okay, like your mind starts putting it together. Yeah, once it you just see makes it. it easier. It makes it easier to do stand-up. Because getting up there is scary, bro. It is. And to maintain a flow, that shit is frightening. So once you find something that makes you feel comfortable, but you can make it your own, that's the, that shit will like, oh, it feels amazing. It's enlightening. You definitely do. I do get that sense that you have a style <clears throat> up there for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, man. Like you just, I mean, it's... It's just now I, I see it now the more I do it I even see people like in just the way they enunciate clearly the words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just little things show you how many years they've been doing it, you know? Just like you I wouldn't before getting into stand up I would have never realized how much a misstep or a mispronunciation of a single word fucks up your flow. Yeah, man. You know, like you're looking at an eye, eye contact that audience and you'll fuck up a word that, and you'll keep going just because your flow is good. You'll keep going. Yeah. And you can see people avert eye contact when you fuck up the that one yeah. word. But that's like, because Ugh. you notice. No, yeah. that's because you're letting them know that you notice. But there, there comes a point, too, when you notice, but you don't break. You keep going. So lately I've been fucking up words or like um the, the, the flow of how I do it. But. Only I notice it. Yeah. And then the they audience don't get the, feel the audience doesn't feel me hesitating, so I just keep going. Or I acknowledge it. Yeah, they feel that. And they love that. Do you want to If I it's mean? a big fuck up, you have to acknowledge it. You have but sometimes it's a small enough fuck up where it's like, I think it's better to keep moving. Yeah, you just but move, that bro. moment of hesitation is visible, like you were saying. Yeah, and for it, me. But it shows in the face, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It, dude, it shows in the face. Once the audience smells fear, you're, you're fucking done, bro. Bro, I got booed off stage at Nubian, man. Yo, I know yeah, about you that. were yeah, you said that. <laughs> fuck dude. That's what happened. Literally yeah. they smelled fear and I was yeah. done. Yeah, but those things make you better, bro. hundred percent. Yeah, man. you could tell someone, yo, I got booed off Nubian. Yeah. You know how much I'm video that is that's a yeah. scar bro that's a big scar bro i, I bombed i bombed nubian night uh headlining people oh. were getting up and leaving why what happened it was the show was just so long oh bro okay. i it was, was like, like 10 comics before you a million comics <laughs> a million and kenny just likes to bury you yeah and yeah, i love kenny kenny's yeah. the fucking man but i like i just bombed that so hard <laughs> and if he asked me do you want to do that again probably not <laughs> fuck that shit I don't, I don't want to go through that pain yeah. again. Oh, okay, okay, I'll okay. do the newbie night whenever, but I won't headline it. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I'd rather get booed off stage than see a child's head exploded, bro. <laughs> <You> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and bro. You did that shit at four, so. Yeah. yeah that's some that's crazy. shit right there. Yeah, man. That's fucked up. Well, have you gone around to South America at all? Like, do you, is your Spanish good enough for you to just jump around countries and just be like, feel fine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could talk pretty good. But you could tell I'm like I grew up here. Oh, they would try to sell you shit super expensive. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, senor. Yeah. <laughs> Mi amigo. Yeah, they would know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they smell it, I do. Yeah. That's fucking jokes, man. Hell yeah, bro. All all things are good, man. Like I uh, I just I had a set yesterday, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought it recorded, but it didn't. But it was it was that absolute comedy, and I opened up with like. Uh, just new stuff that you know how you said a new five minutes i hit them with that new five off the top 
and man i just felt such a good flow like for the first time i felt like um for minutes straight i felt oh i can't wait for you to stop laughing so i can say the next line yeah bro for minutes straight yeah. i usually have that maybe for 30 seconds like i got two lines i know are <clears throat> ra- for for like minutes straight i was like right when you stop laughing i'm gonna give you another one yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah dude it's so it's so much swag it's so much oh I love like it, eddie man. murphy shit you know i love it yeah and then and then now bro i can wear hats on stage i can dress on dope on stage yo Whereas before i was always scared that it was it would distract the audience yo, but now I, it's part i have of that me. fear right now it's me though i have that fear right yeah. now i'm like oh then they'll notice the shirt <laughs> and they yeah. won't listen to my bits exactly but now i don't give a fuck i'll go up there in a like leopard print you know <laughs> and kill Tim's <laughs> and kill yeah yeah, yeah yeah bro wear glasses i don't know these but you have bits about your swag so it addresses it but sometimes I just go up there, like in a blouse, just, like, and I don't it's even all you. I don't even tell that joke. Yeah, you know what I oh, mean. Oh, like, oh, and just like you go up there with no hesitation, so no, they don't think nothing of it. They think nothing of it. Yeah, you're right. It exactly. all just starts with you and your confidence, right? Yeah, like I, yeah, and then and then I'll remember to do the blouse joke, and it just makes it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't even open with it. Yeah. I'll do it in the middle. Right? Fuck, dude. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, by the way, this is a woman's blouse. Big laugh. For no reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the whole time they were like, oh, this guy's, you know? Blouse. What was the, uh, I want to ask you, you said you grinded your mics in Calgary for like four years, and then you decided to dip to Toronto? Yeah. What was the moment where, did people tell you when you wanted to dip, they go, you're not ready yet, man. You're not ready. Did people say that? I wasn't ready for sure because I was too young, and I was like drinking and like just... I was just making stupid decisions, but I remember in Calgary, it just got really bad with the drinking, so like I had to take a break because I went to rehab and all that shit, but then I came back and um, just started making money again. Uh, Dave Merhej came through town, and he was like, yo, bro, you got to go to Toronto because like, uh, I feel like they'll understand you more there, and even though Calgary taught me a lot, like how to like do, uh, you know, timing, how to like um, do your, you know, like... Stay If you have five minutes, you do five minutes. Your fundamentals kind of thing. Yeah, your yeah. fundamentals, all the core, the yeah. basics, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. It was my humber. You know what I mean? How many like, mics or stuff were you going up? How many times were you going up a week back then? Maybe only two because okay. Calgary didn't have that didn't much. Have much. Okay. But then I remember me and my boy Chris Griffin and like Jesse Owens and Doug Mutai, like we, we just started like making our own shows and the old heads hated that. Oh, because they're like, uh, stick to the system, you young punks. Yeah, and they were like, and they're like, uh, don't be doing shows ran by amateurs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like, but bro, bullshit. how the fuck are we gonna learn? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. we're gonna wait for your, your stupid two to shows grace every us week? with a guest spot. Yeah, yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. So then we just like did it on our own. Um, but then, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I, I I did that forever, and then Dave was just like, you should go to. Toronto and I like listened to him and I marked the bonus too like all those guys so then I remember I was already signed with Yucks so I asked him for a tour out here yeah and um I remember like it was just it was super fun I was doing all these shows I was meeting Nigel Andrew Barr just all all the Toronto cats and my last show was Doombia Night and I went up and I killed it okay okay right sick sick and then the next day like my friend Jesse Owens I was staying with him he was like bro just just why why are you going back to Calgary? Like what are you gonna do in Calgary? And then that's why I was like, Yeah. So like bro, I canceled my flight. 
I didn't, I didn't even That's cancel. how you moved? I didn't even cancel it. You just it. didn't fly back? I just didn't fly back. Bro, my mom snapped. <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. She fucking snapped. She was like, what's wrong with you? I she love like, that. Marito, you're not That's ready. Like, but she was like, you're going to relapse, like all this shit. And she was right. Like, I did relapse, like right after. Because I, I, I made like, dude, when in recovery, when you make brash decisions like that, you got to be careful. You know what I mean? Because how long were you clean when you were like, I'm fucking, I'm staying? I was, I think it was six months. Okay, so it's point. still like iffy. Oh, mad iffy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mad iffy, dude. I'm only seven months now, but the only reason I feel as strong as I do is because I've been through this process. Yeah, and okay. I'm also an older man now. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So like, I, I you have the stars. You yeah, know? exactly. You have your stripes. You exactly. know, you've I've been learned, you've I've, been on this road before. Yeah, and that's why I always tell people don't let relapses like hold you down because at the end of the day you're still maturing you're still growing as a person don't let it destroy you like that that you it's like going back to smoking don't let that destroy your mind just know that you're done with smoking yeah you exactly. may have smoked this one you're done though you're done yeah, yeah man you could fucking do it but uh, as like irresponsible and like just destructive as that decision was it bro i'm still here you know what i mean Way more developed than you were. I mean, obviously, this is just speaking hypothetically. But had you stayed, how would you have possibly gotten the level of development? Because you went here, you went from doing two a week to probably like five, daily, like five, five a night. Yeah, yeah, bro. Exactly. Especially when I first moved here, the city was popping. Oh, I heard, I heard it was yeah. hot at the Toronto. This was like two thousand eight to two thousand ten, or when was this? Well, yeah, two thousand. I I came here in two thousand thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but it, but it was still popping like that. Shit was going on like crazy. Yeah, bro. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's good enough now. Like, there's a bunch of things to do every night. Yeah. Just because you can't do four and you can only do three doesn't mean like I gotta move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thousand. You'll be fine, right? Yeah. I like. Sometimes I find myself in such a hurry, bro. Yeah. Fuck you know? the hurry, though. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, live your life, but don't fucking rush it either. Right. Because yeah. then you're just you're just gonna like. Fast forward to death. That's why I want to travel. That's why I want to get out of this mindset like, oh, when I'm good at comedy, I'll travel with my touring. No, no man. That was one of my biggest mistakes, bro. I wish I traveled Take more. a fucking... No, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with taking a week or two or longer because I don't have like a corporate job and just fucking going somewhere, you know? Yeah, bro. And I, I fucking like... I... Yeah, man. I... I don't know. Like, I, I definitely like... I... I took so many breaks because I had to focus on my self-care. And, dude, one of the biggest realities that I constantly have to remember is that without sobriety or self-care, I got nothing. Even comedy is below that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because it all comes from that. It all comes from that. Without that, I'm nothing, bro. I'm not healthy. I'm not uh, spiritually fit to make people laugh. Have you done therapy? You've done therapy. Yeah, I'm in therapy right now. Was it uh, like a sick move? You probably uh, had therapy when you went to rehab all those times, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's part of therapy, or rehab for sure. Well, no, no, no. It was more counseling, but like now I do therapy. What's the difference between counseling and therapy? Because like addictions counseling is just like talking about like... Your triggers. Yeah, helping you with triggers and stuff, whereas like therapy you could just... You talk more than addiction. You know what I mean? Like... You, you talk know, everything. You talk everything, really, and like at the end of the day, it, it is a thin line. Yeah, it's just like I'm. It, it's a, just another tool to talk, you know. Because talking about your problems, bro, it's essential. You need it. Doesn't yeah. matter if you have addiction. It's looked down upon by whatever. the immigrant community. Yeah, my dude, but we gotta talk, bro. Yeah, we gotta talk. We we gotta be out there. And I'm, dude, I'm blessed that even though I come from immigrants, my dad was an A. 
So oh, straight up, uh, okay. and even and he's still a stubborn, hard man. But at least that was there. Because if that wasn't there, I probably would have never got help. Because like you're right, man. A lot of Latinos and immigrants don't seek help. Oh, we look down on that. Well, yeah, that, bro. So. You just continue. You keep going in that destructive path. Because you, you, we do everything our own, right? To anybody out there who's like on the fence about therapy or anything, what would you tell them? Like, uh, wh- how did it benefit you, bro? It changed my life. It changed my life, man. I I did AA, um, I uh, counseling therapy, even just fucking talking with your boy. You go out and you tell your boy, yo, bro, I'm fucking, I'm sad today. You know what I mean? Like, bro, talk. The, like, like, I like, like my boys were saying, we're gonna die. Do you know what I mean? Like, get it out there. Let all of it out. You got to talk. And it doesn't matter. And you know what, man? And uh, I just realized the reason why I kept relapsing. And, like, it wasn't because this, like, AA or therapy and all that stuff wasn't working for me. It's, bro, sometimes you, there's just a science in you that makes it hard to be happy. There's a chemical imbalance. Bro, I started taking antidepressants. And uh, it's it's been three months that I've been on antidepressants. I can't imagine going back. To Legit, the, huh? To without it because it helped me, bro. It helped me a lot. I actually, I, I, I got anxiety medication. Yeah. I tried it because I have mad anxiety issues. I don't have depression issues. I have yeah. anxiety issues. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it did weird things to me. The side effects, like yeah. meditation for me helps me. I'd rather not be on the anxiety stuff and yeah. make sure to meditate every day. Meditation. And hit up some CBD. I like CBD. It helps with my anxiety. Yeah, and meditation. Those together do me better than the anxiety meds and you're right man some people are off chemically there's a chemical imbalance that's readjusted medic like medicinally yeah with antidepressants or whatever that may be right and it works it's not just like yo pills are always bad that's not the case it's on a go it's on a case-by-case fucking basis exactly it's all subjective bro if you find what works for you fucking do it but 99 percent of the time talking is always the main thing because if you don't let anybody know then you won't know. Then you won't know how to get better. You won't know what will work for you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. Like you need, you need, you need to, to talk, hear bro. It. You need to vocalize. You need, you need to, to vocalize what the fuck is happening inside of you. Otherwise, it's gonna stay in there. It's gonna break you, because your body's constantly trying to, like, like your body's always always wants to be healthy and fresh, but the way that our society works, it's always trying to kill you, bro. Like, your mind is always telling you negative things. Always. And that's why... Especially medi- if you're a comedian. Well, bro. <laughs> and that's why... Yo, meditation? Yeah. Oh, that's fire. the best thing. Fire. The, if you... And that sounds like... I For so many years, I thought it was some, like, hoo-ha. Like, oh, meditate. Yeah, go fuck off, you hippie. Nah, blah, blah, blah. But when I actually started... When I realized what it is, medit- like, mindfulness meditation, 10 minutes of mindfulness meditation where you just sit down, you focus on your breath coming in and out and the gaps between breath... And you'll start thinking about stuff, but you have to go back to the act of just focusing on your breath. It's all about going back to your breath. You do that shit for 10, 15 minutes. It's more of the end of that 15 minutes. You feel more fucking free and adjusted and at peace than any. Like, I can't even explain it. It's almost like uh, the perfect high. Yeah. You just clear oh, it's as amazing. hell. I do. I meditate 10, 15 minutes. I'll do a fucking two, three minute deep stretch. Yeah. And I just walk upstairs, bro. And I'm just, you, this is a funny example, dude. There's, I have a knife here in this yeah. kitchen. I have roommates and I have a knife. Mine, it's like my knife. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't find it for weeks. 
For weeks, I couldn't find it. I'd be fucking looking through the drain all mad. And then one time I meditated. It was just, I was just, my head was all over the place. And I fucking meditated for like 10, 15 minutes. And then I go upstairs to like make something. And I'm like, oh, I want that knife. And I was just like, you know what? It's probably in that spatula bowl that people put the spatulas in. Maybe one time they cleaned it and it's there. And it was there. <laughs> for weeks I was just so clouded up yeah. I, and it was one time that I meditated I went and the first thing I did that just was a testament in my mind like holy fuck am I cl- thinking so much more clearly yeah. and critically one after thousand, that man. your it's mind is crazy. just full of garbage from days and weeks and random thoughts you yeah. need to clear it up it's like restarting your computer and like oh, redoing the RAM like yeah. the RAM gets the computer slows down and when you restart it that's how you feel after 10, 15 minutes yeah, of meditation. Yeah, bro. Meditation is key, man. Love it. It honestly is. It's It helps so much. What did uh, your therapist recommend besides like meds, yeah. uh, meditation? Well, Anything that, else? Like, dude, like, the, like meds are like the lowest scale. That's just to help the chemical imbalance. But if you just do that, like... You're gonna become a zombie. Yes. yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you I've seen need it. you need meditation. You need to be active. You need to fucking talk. You need to be in the sun. You need to be in the sun. You need to like constantly hit the gym. Hit the gym. You need to drink mad water. Yeah, of course. Bro, for real. Like like dehydration is a lot. <laughs> just, uh, there's a water in this Corona, but I'm gonna yeah. have water. I'm gonna have water later. I swear to God. Yeah, bro. Water, my dude. Water is like essential. It's a it's the key to life, bro. Man, that's such a beautiful place to end, dude. Thank you so much, man, for coming over here and literally. Fuck like, yeah! I appreciate you're like literally a sweetheart, bro. Like, how how do the people find you? Like, plug your shit. Yo, 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 yo! Follow talk me. About on where are you gonna be? Follow me. Follow me on Instagram at No Champagne Motherfucking Poppy, and uh, you can find me out west, uh, Calgary, Saskatoon, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver. Kelowna, all of that shit. I'm going to just be everywhere, bro. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see all my shows. Every Tuesday, Comedy Bar in Toronto, 9.30 p.m. Every second uh, Thursday of the month, POC at the Ossington, People of Comedy. That's a ball in the show. Yeah, bro, it's Top. fucking fire. You heard it. That's no Champagne Poppy. Champagne Poppy, just like Drake's Instagram handle yeah, with a yeah. no at front. But as always, I'm going to put all that stuff in the description. Uh, from, from my end... Uh, <clears throat> I'm actually going to be in uh, doing a bunch of shows in San Francisco, February 5th to 9th. I'll be in California for a week. I'm going to go do a bunch of shows. I'll put them up on my thing. So check my Instagram if you're listening from the from the Bay Area, you want to see me go up. And uh, as far as the pod, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff, give it five stars, you know, click subscribe, share it, rate it, all that good shit. And thanks so much for listening. Tell your people about the immigrant section. Peace. Peace.